0: Living God, today as we reach the end of our summer services, as we have the opportunity to look back, to relive and to celebrate some of the highlights of our summer, to hear again some of the Bible stories, and then to step forward into the future, we pray for your spirit's refreshing and renewal as we do so. In Jesus' name. Amen. Our opening hymn of praise is number 119 in Common Ground, will also appear on the screen. If you're able to stand as we sing, I invite you to do so. This morning are taken from around the Commonwealth uh, from different countries, and we're going to start with a prayer of praise from Papua New Guinea, followed by a prayer of confession from Kenya. So let's pray together. Our Pacific Islands are yours, O Lord, and all the sea that surrounds them. You made the palm trees grow and the birds fly in the air. When we see your beautiful rising sun and hear the waves splash on our shores. When we see the new moon rise and the old moon sink. We know, O oh Lord, how wonderful you are. You bless our people from truck to Tonga and beyond. You spread your caring wings. Even when we sail through stormy seas and fly amidst clouds. We know that you await us with kai kai and coconut. You who turn storms into gentle winds and troubled seas into tranquil waters. You who make yams grow and bananas blossom. Wash our people with justice. Teach us with righteousness. Speak to us daily. And strengthen us to serve you. Lord, you see my sins more clearly than I can myself. You know when I am untruthful and when I think evil of others. You see my anger and unfairness to my friends. You know how hard it is for me to forgive. Lord, you know when I am different to, I'm indifferent to your word, the Bible, how often I forget to pray. The times I come unwillingly to worship, and yet I turn to you when I am in trouble. Lord, I have sinned without considering how much you love me. Forgive me and make me clean, so that I can obey your call to take up your cross and follow you. Amen. Now we are at the end of the summer, and it's been a great summer for many of us, a challenging summer for some of us, a busy summer for all of us, and I did invite people to send in to me photographs um, that are their highlights of the summer. Seemingly, summer 2014 began in February, (laughs) but hey, who's worried? What I would like to invite you to do is just five minutes, it goes really quickly, Uh, But sit back, relax, and enjoy reliving some of the highlights. thank you to everybody who sent in their photos uh, one or two people had to be asked to submit photos of particular things because they were a little bit shy but what a fantastic summer indeed what a fantastic year we have shared together i know it's been a lot of hard work for a lot of people but praise god we've had a fantastic time and i think we offer those pictures the memories the smiles the laughter the celebration to god with grateful hearts we're going to move now through a sort of unannounced phase of the service. We're going to re-hear some of the readings we've heard over the summer and they will be interspersed with some songs that relate to them. And I suggest that we just remain seated throughout that, if that's okay. So the words will appear when we get to them. And so we'll hear our first reading and then move on from there.
1: Mark chapter 1, verses 16 to 19. When Jesus was walking by Lake Galilee, he saw Simon and Simon's brother Andrew. They were fishermen and were throwing a net into the lake to catch fish. Jesus said to them, come and follow me, I will make you fishermen for men. So Simon and Andrew immediately left their nets and followed him. Jesus continued walking back. Walking by Lake Galilee. He saw two more brothers, James and John, the sons of Zebedee. They were in the boat, preparing their nets to catch fish.
2: He came to Bukurnan, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you discussing on the way? But they kept silent, for on the way they had argued with one another about who was the greatest. And he sat down and called the twelve. And he said to them, If anyone would first, he must be last of all and servant of all. And he took a child and put him in the midst of them. And taking it in his arms, he said to them, Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives not me but him who sent me.
3: And the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. And other seeds fell into good soil and produced grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. And he said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And they came to Jericho. And as he was leaving Jericho with the disciples and a great crowd... Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cries out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, Call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you.
2: Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go there, for make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you, and remembering that I am always with you to the end of age.
1: Before God and Jesus Christ, I give you a command. Christ Jesus is the one who will judge all who are living and all who have died. Jesus has a kingdom and he is coming again. So I give you this command. Preach the good news. Be ready at all times. Tell people what they need to do. Tell them when they are wrong and encourage them. Do these things with great patience and careful teaching. The time will come when people will not listen to the true teachings they will find more and more teachers who are pleasing to them. Teachers who say the things they want to hear. They will stop listening to the truth. They will begin to follow the teaching and false stories. But you should control yourself at all times. When troubles come, accept them. Do the work of telling the good news. Do all the duties of a servant of God. My life is beginning is being given as an offering to God. The time has come for me to leave this life. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now a crown is waiting for me. I will get that crown for being right with God. The Lord is a judge who judges rightly, and he will give me the crown on that day. He will give that crown not only to me, but to all those who have waited with love for him to come again.
0: an opportunity now if any of the children or young people want to move to the back and do some colouring or puzzles or things rather than listening to me talk uh, please do so and it's an open invitation if the grown-ups would rather do that as well that's fine we will all be coming back together because we have a shared activity to follow on after this talky bit but uh, please do whatever is comfortable for you last Sunday the Commonwealth Games ended and the flag was ceremonially lowered, folded and passed to the safekeeping of Gold Coast Australia, who will host the 2016 Games. The competitors, officials and spectators have gone home. The venues are in the process of reversing to their former purposes, and most of the road closures and diversions have been lifted. But Emma had a very convoluted route to church this morning, so well done, Emma, for getting here. The spectacle that was Glasgow 2014 is over, Clyde has gone back to his island home, and already the memories are dimming just a little. And soon they will fade significantly. Normality returns, routines are re-established, and life carries on, if not exactly as nothing happened, more in the way it was before. Because nowadays, of course, we like to have a legacy, don't we? There's this whole thing about every game. What is the legacy? What do we take forward from this so that it isn't just a memory, isn't just something that was wonderful? And I guess as we reach the end of our summer series of Commonwealth Games-themed services, we can ask the same question of ourselves. What will we take into our everyday lives as individuals and as a church as our part of what we've been calling Jesus Team over this summer? What legacy might there be that we carry with us to shape our lives together or on our personal journeys and stories of faith? Now, one of the things I've really liked this summer is actually getting out from behind the lectern and shoving the table back and telling stories. Because we, I think often as grown-ups, make faith such a head thing. We like clever sermons with big words, like hermeneutics and eschatological and stuff like that and we might not actually know what they mean but they sound mighty fine and we nod sagely but you see the stories we've heard about Jesus this summer remind us that above everything Jesus told stories and Jesus told stories because stories contain truth that lectures and lessons don't stories aren't knock down arguments there's something that invites us to think, to join in, to find our place within it. I guess sometimes we like our faith to be knocked down arguments. But that really wasn't the way that Jesus worked. And yes, it's quite deliberate that I've reused the things that talked about Jesus' love for children and centering children at the heart. Because it's that inner child that we all still have no matter how squished down, that Jesus wants to reach. And yes, our children, with their little bits of noise and wriggle and fidgets are one of the great gifts that Jesus gives us to teach us what we should be like as grown-ups. So we've heard one new story in our series today, the story of Jesus and his friends as they went up the hill And he gave them what we call the Great Commission. Actually, it says it was a mountain, not a hill, which proves that I don't learn these off by heart. I kind of make them up as I go along. Based on some thinking, it has to be said. So Jesus and his friends climbed the mountain. And I found myself wondering this week, what was going through their heads? Because going up a mountain takes time. It takes a lot longer than one sentence in a Bible story. There was Peter, Peter who had one minute said to Jesus, you are the Messiah, and the next minute had said, no, 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 that will never happen. Peter who had said, I don't know who you are, Peter who had said to Jesus, well, call me out of the boat then, and I'll walk on the water with you. I wonder what he was thinking about. Or James and John, those quarrelling brothers. I'm better than you, no, I'm better than you, no, actually, we're both better than any of them. What was going through their mind did they remember the day when Jesus picked up that little child and said unless you become like her or like him I'm not interested in you I want people who are like children people who will do that risk-taking will ask the questions will fall over and pick themselves up will get it wrong sometimes and yes they will quarrel sometimes but they somehow make up and cuddle and get on with it again And there was Matthew, who probably still quite liked the Romans. And there was Simon, the zealot, who probably still wanted independence for Israel. And we had the kind of not very good joke that I probably shouldn't tell this close to the referendum. But, you know, in Jesus' team, there have always been people on both sides. I suspect nothing's changed. And there was Thomas, who liked to ask lots of questions. And the others about whom we frankly know nothing because nobody thought to write it down. But eventually, they got to the top of the mountain. And I guess they wondered what Jesus was going to say to them. Because they didn't know that this was going to be the last thing, the last message. So they were all ears, wondering, what's he going to say, what's he going to say? And basically, what he said was, I'm done here. Over to you. I've got the authority To send you out into the whole world. Into Byers Road. Into Glasgow. Into Scotland. Into the United Kingdom or whatever it is in a few weeks' time. Into Europe. Into the world. And tell people the stories that I've told you. To teach people the way of living that I have shared with you. Of breaking bread together. Of travelling together of messing up and being given another chance and another chance and another chance together. Go and tell people these stories. Baptise them into my name. Draw them into my family, into my team. And never forget, even though you can't see me, I will always, always be with you. Kind of passing on the baton, if you like. So what about the Timothy reading? Why did I give you that one? Well, I guess I kind of wanted to ground it a bit to remind us that there was another generation after the disciples. And whatever we might think of Paul, whether we like him or don't like him, whether we struggle with what he said, or whether we're energized by it, or both, he knew fine well that his life was finite. And so he passed on to Timothy some advice. Do what you're called to do, and whether you feel like it or whether you don't feel like it, tell the good news. Share these stories. When life's going well and when life's going badly, tell the truth as you see it, as you understand it. Because, you know, out there, there are always going to be people who want you to say what they want to hear. And as preachers, we kind of like people to want to hear what we say so he was reminded you know this is a story of Jesus that you have to pass on not what people think they want to hear because some of what Jesus says is not easy to hear and I shared that story because that is my call to ordained ministry story on the 5th of December 1997 at about 9 o'clock at night because I was sitting in bed at the time that's why I know I was reading that as my daily reading And it was as if God said to me, now it's your turn, Katrina. Now I want you to do that. I want you to take up the baton. And even when it hurts, even when you struggle, even when you're not sure, go out and share the good news. And that's kind of the baton that we're all invited to take, to share. Because to each one of us is entrusted this treasury of stories this legacy of faith, this promise of hope. And God, in Jesus, in Paul, in Timothy, in Katrina, in whoever it is, says, over to you, I hand on the baton. Please take it and run with it to another generation. And that's kind of where I want to end today. We all know that there are lots of big things in the offing. We have big things as a church to decide, finally, do we redevelop or don't we? And whichever decision we make, there are unknowns and consequences which may be difficult and painful. But we go together with that. And, yes, I'm going to use the R word again. There is the referendum. We can't avoid it. We might want to do what in my family is known as the noble order of the ostrich. Stick our heads in the sand and hope it goes away. It isn't going to. But we have values that we can take forward into our nation, whatever that decision turns out to be. Whether it's an independent Scotland or a Scotland that remains within the United Kingdom, we as members of Jesus' team have values and truths and hope and love and stories that are important to continue sharing within that. I know there are people in this room this morning who just feel desperately anxious about both of those things. So I'm not going to deny that. All I'm going to say is we are in it together And at the end of the month, when we begin to look at our pledges, I want us to think more strongly how we unite as people of Jesus in our glorious diversity to carry on that baton into a new generation. Amen. Now, it'd be great if um, the youngsters could come and rejoin us, because if I've done it right, I've got a little video clip to show you, and I've also got something very special to show you even if I have messed up the video clip I think I might have messed up the video clip so we won't worry about that bit boys would you like to come and see I've got something really really wonderful to show you that I've been lent this morning want to come girls and see anybody else want to come and see I did have a video clip of the women's one hundred metre relay, deliberately because then you wouldn't get all excited about Usain Bolt. But I'm, I must that. Can you see what that is? Can you see what it is? No. Do you know what that is? No. Do you know what that is? Any idea? Oh, can you say that in a big, loud voice? The relay button. That's right. That's a relay baton from Glasgow, 2014. Isn't that wonderful? That's not mine, but I've been lent it for this morning uh, because I wanted something visual to remind us. Thanks, Freya. I'll be, I'll be wanting you again in a minute, Freya. So it's okay. Want something to remind us about this challenge we have, all of us, to pass on the baton. Now I can't give you those ones to take away, but if you are under 18, I do have some batons that you might like to take. away. I've got some cringing parents going. Oh no! Please don't give my child a baton. Bethany, would you like to come and get a a basson? Uh, Please don't hit each other with them. (laughs) (laughs) What would you like? Red one. Okay. Can you see one here? I missed anybody? Can I take one for oh, of course you can take one for glory, yep. Oopsie, oopsie daisy. Oh dear. Still one, one Okay, fantastic. So, what I'm going to do, because we actually have some spare, this is departing from the script, which I'm doing a lot of this summer, I'm going to put one to the end of each row. And just as a sign of our commitment to pass on the baton, let's pass them along, hand to hand, along the lines that we're sitting in, just to say, yep, we're... And you'll have to send them across to the choir, people, because I've only got one left to go to them. So keep them coming all the way along, whichever row you're on, just keep passing them along. And then I wonder, girls, if you'd like to come out and help me to give out some candles to everybody... So if everybody would like to take a candle, if you want to use your buttons as instruments, that's fine by me. <laughs> Makes a good instrument. I'm happy anyway. <laughs> a baton to take home but hopefully everybody can have a candle to take home in a minute we're going to light the candle so parents please, um, I'll trust you on the health and safety around your own children please watch the people with long hair because it doesn't smell very nice if it's in but as a sign and a symbol of passing on the baton we will pass pass the light one to another I wonder if we could take the lights down so that it actually shows up a little more as we do it. Has everybody got a candle that would like one? Paul, do you have a candle? So once all the candles are lit, then we will share in a prayer from Malaysia. um, And then for safety reasons after that, we'll blow them out. There's no significance if your candle goes out. We're not doing any dodgy sightings of Revelation today. So we've lit all of these candles, if only indirectly, from our own games candle. From the candle which can also be the light of Christ. And so we share in a prayer from Malaysia. Almighty God, we thank you for having renewed your church at various times and in various ways by rekindling the fire of love for you through the work of your Holy Spirit. Rekindle your love in our hearts and renew us to fulfill the great commission to which your Son committed us, so that individually, And collectively, as members of your church, we may help many to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour. Empower us by your Spirit to share with our neighbours and friends our human stories in the context of your divine story. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And I think for safety, we would probably better blow out the candles. <laughs> please do take them home with you, though, and um, share them. I hope the smoke alarms don't go off now. Uh, we will now uh, sing our next hymn. And if you're able, please stand as we sing together, as fire is meant for burning with a bright and warming flame. Our prayers for others are taken from gathering for worship. Our minds are often full of words. And what's worse is our hearts are often clogged up with thoughts and ideas, so much that there is little room for meeting God in simplicity and stillness. So this morning we're going to have some space to pray by ourselves, guided with leads and prompts. So, first, let us take a little time to notice how many good things surround us, how much there has been that we take for granted, and how much our lives have been blessed this week with good people and enjoyable experiences. We pray now for some of those people and places in the news, things we have read or will read in the Sunday papers when we get home, or maybe have seen on our TV screens during the week, and we hold them now within God's love. We turn to pray for the church worldwide, and we pray for our own church, with the many opportunities and some challenges before us, and for us especially as we discern the next steps regarding how these premises may best serve the ministry and mission entrusted to us. In all of this, we ask for guidance and grace for the whole church. Between us, we know many people who are struggling today with illness, personal crises, big decisions, or major changes in their lives. God's care for them is even greater than ours. But let us show our love and concern for them as we pray, naming in our hearts our own people, in quiet trust before God. Each of us has things on our mind, perhaps things we hesitate to mention to anyone else. But our Heavenly Father understands us totally and wants only the very best outcome for us. So in the privacy of our hearts, let us pray to him in honesty. These, Lord, are the prayers of your people this morning. We ask you to take each one of these prayers and to answer them in your time and in your way. And in the meantime, give us expectant and trustful hearts. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen continue to worship in the giving of an offering. loving God, who meets us in Jesus, who tells us stories that have the power to change our lives. As we bring these gifts of money and dedicate them to you, we ask for great wisdom that they are best employed to fulfil that commission, to tell people here and overseas the good news of Jesus, who died to save everyone and everything. Amen. I got a bit carried away with my purchasing at the start of the games, so um, if any of the children would like to come and get another medal and some more Clyde stickers, please do. Otherwise I'm going to be playing with them for an awfully long time. Do you want to take one for you and your brother? Now would you like some Clyde stickers?: Good boy. Best the of Mummys you.. Good boy. Very polite children we have today. Good. And um, where's Leila? Okay. I'll perhaps let you help yourself to the medals after, after the service is finished. And I don't think anybody's going to be too upset if I pop them on this chair. So it seems right to me that we should conclude our summer around the Commonwealth with a good African happy hymn to finish um, my African pronunciation is diabolical so I'm not even going to try and say it because I'll just make a fool of myself uh, but please stand if you're able as we sing together see a hamba Church of the West Indies Almighty God our heavenly father the privilege is ours to be called to share in the loving healing and reconciling mission of your son Jesus Christ our lord in this age and wherever we are since we are without you sorry, since without you we can do no good thing may your spirit make us wise may your spirit guide us May your spirit renew us. May your spirit strengthen us. So that we will be strong in faith, discerning in proclamation, courageous in witness, persistent in good deeds. And all this we ask through the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord.